Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Metaphysical Podcast. If you listen to the part one of this investigation into mystery spot phenomena, you heard us talking about the mysterious Marfa lights, the covered up exploration of the Grand Canyon, and we started to talk about the East Bay mystery walls. We'll tell you the fascinating information we have about that, but we'll also have so much more for you on the paranormal side of mystery spots. Also, did you want to hear about Pele's curse and the black sand beaches of Hawaii, the haunted happenings in Belcourt Castle in Newport, Rhode Island, gravity anomalies and impossible vortexes? Well, join remote viewer John Vivanco, and me investigative researcher Rob Counts for a show that's out of this world. Are you listening to the Metaphysical Podcast or watching us on a video platform? If so, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach even more people. Very important here. Make sure you also like and subscribe wherever you are. And hit that notification bell, people. Hit it. Well, hey, we did start talking about those East Bay mystery walls um, in the last <clears throat> Yeah, we, that's right. We did. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll get back to that. So hang on. Uh, because we will be getting more into that. Actually, some pretty fascinating stuff. But I, I kind of wanted to start this episode out just going over these black sand beaches in Hawaii. Um, and John, have you ever been to Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Many times. I love yeah. Hawaii. What's your Hawaii's favorite like, island? Hawaii is like the West Coast vacation spot. True. And the Bahamas are like the East Coast vacation spot, right? And Hawaii is just... It's got an, a calm energy to it. Very uh, calm energy to it. Yeah, yeah, it feels great there. I've been there um, maybe about four four times now. What, yeah. What, what What's your favorite island out of curiosity? I like Maui. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> found this resort on Maui. I, it's no longer open, but it was it was this resort that that was in the jungle, like on the near the Hana area where mm -hmm. it's very jungly. And it was just this huge area and they're just, it, it, like dotted with these little, um, uh, they look like little Thai temples that you stayed mm -hmm. in, but it's no longer there. Unfortunately, ah. it was like the most epic place you could ever stay. Too bad. And I would go there. That's where I would go every time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I really like Maui. Um, I think my favorite place though, just for natural beauty and, and exploring is Kauai. Kauai. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, man, I, I went to a green beach in Kauai, green sanded beach, and it was beautiful. Like you had to you actually had to um, trail to, to get to it. You had to go. Basically, you park, you you go into the into the woods and then all of a sudden you come out. There's this huge cliff and just a beautiful beautiful beach that not not a lot of people know about you know yeah you find these crazy cool epic spots yeah, yeah and and what's so crazy too is like you know when you think of like a beach beaches you're thinking of like you know uh i mean uh, like the west coast beaches the beautiful right. east coast beaches of florida and stuff like that what's so interesting about hawaii is the way that the mountains or the cliffs interact with the water is something that just doesn't yeah. really exist almost anywhere else. Like it's right. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. But yeah, these black sand beaches um, are really interesting. The, I mean, my understanding just from the, the normal scientific perspective is we're talking about lava interacting with water and creating, creating the, the sand essentially. Right. But according to legend, the, the goddess Pele was said to have visited. Um, I think it's called Kahena black sand beach. And she left behind a gift of black sand as a symbol of her power. 
Right. That's some, really interesting. Yeah. Huh. And um, some also believe Pele lives in the Kilauea volcano. I hope I pronounced that right. I apologize if I didn't to those Hawaiians out there listening to us. Now, this erupted in 1983, this volcano, and it's reportedly the most active volcano in Hawaii and, uh, and is known actually as the modern in the modern era and is like basically one of the most active volcanoes in the world in the modern era. So between um, 1983 and 2018, Hawaii actually continued to grow because this volcano kept adding to, to new land in the big island almost continuously. So over the last 100 years, uh, Kilauea has been erupting almost half of the time. Right. That's crazy. Right. That is crazy. I mean, is it is it a black sand curse or is what is it? Well, yeah. So there's this thing called Pele's curse. And so the this volcano goddess of Hawaii's big island, Pele, who's reportedly, you know, you don't want to mess with her is what the what the locals will say there. Um, so she she brings bad luck to those who take the lava. Huh. So hundreds of people end up returning rocks every year after right, experiencing ill fortune from taking the lava. Well, I, I mean, I know of Heather's curse. Um, Heather and I were at a, um, uh, a river where there was a lot of black sand. Yeah. And, and Heather, Heather ran down there and dragged me down there and wanted to collect as much black sand as possible. And so I just filled up all my pockets with black sand. And to this day, I still have black sand in those pockets. And that's Heather's curse. <laughs> it sounds that sounds like an awful thing to carry with. No, you. it was awesome because we, we, we brought it. We brought it home and, and just played with it with neodymium magnets for a while. But, I, but well, there's something about black sand. So here's the thing with Heather. She has this super fine tuned intuitive sense about things. And she will go down these pathways of uh, intuition in order to do something that leads to something bigger, something greater. And so she also has dreams about black sand as being something very, very, very important. So that was like like the, the background of her wanting to collect black sand. I don't know exactly what it is, but there is something about black sand. And she knows it. it's like in her subconscious. Interesting. So, you know. She she thinks she says that it's for receding planets, reseeding planets after destruction. That's well, that what she, that's what that's what she's seen in her dreams. Because that's what volcanoes do, really. Is right. They they re, they basically reseed the whole planet, right? right? I mean, right. You know, and and so a local ranger in the Hawaii area says that occasionally he sees postage showing they paid a hundred dollars to mail things back because they just want to get rid wow. of the ill fortune from taking it. Some, some locals, of course, you know, they think this curse isn't real, but some just won't take any chances either. So, uh, Alana quote, Alana Hong Eagle born and raised in Honolulu was horrified when she found her roommate had, br had brought a plastic bag full of Pele's hair now, this is an effect. It's strands of lava that look like golden locks from the big island to their house in Oahu. Isn't that fascinating? That's from lava, dude. That looks like That's blonde, crazy. beautiful hair. Wow. That you can tell that there's something going on with those yeah. mountains that are not. Yeah. That's 
pretty spectacular. There's something living there in this hair. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's just like very interesting. So obviously, for those of you at home, do not recommend you taking the black sand. You don't know what's going on there. John, did I ever tell you the experience that I had in Hawaii with um, accidentally creating an uh, earthquake? What? No, no. I haven't heard that one. Maybe now's a good time to tell you about this. <laughs> you accidentally created an earthquake. I mean, I don't know. This is my take home from the whole situation, though, because I think regardless of what happens, you should always look inside and 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 just even when things are going to happen no matter what, but they're timed with something that you did. I believe those things happen for a reason. And you have right. to look at yourself and make changes, improvements, whatever they are. Right. So I'm in Hawaii and um, I'm near the water and there's this sacred site that the Hawaiians have. You're not supposed to go into the sacred site. I was told not to go into the sacred site, but you did it anyway. I was too curious, man. I was really curious. I and honestly, my intentions were very innocent. I just wanted I was really I had felt very moved by Hawaiian culture. I I couldn't even like I had this really strange experience when I was flying to Hawaii for my first or second time where I was because you're on Hawaiian Airlines. You're watching the Hawaiian dancing the men and the women. And there's something so deep and beautiful about it that I was just, I was in tears on my way to Hawaii. Like I could, rem I felt like I remember. And then I had a very strange experience when I was in the Honolulu Oahu airport, I walked into a room in Oahu and I had been in the room before and I was looking in the room and I was like, this is weird. Like I actually felt like my last life or something was in Hawaii. And it was Ooh. this really weird, like, it's just really bizarre sense. Like I have not felt a sense that strongly um, that I did it in Hawaii while I was there. Right. right? And um, so, okay. So I I'm, I'm near the water. There is this site over there and I really was, my intentions were, were somewhat pure. So I kind of like tried to just ask if it was okay to go into this site, you know, just to be respectful I go into the site just to look at what was there, right? And I come out and I start walking away from the site and I look over. Now, you know, if you're near the water in Hawaii, a lot of times, like I said, there's these cliffs, right? All of a sudden, I see massive boulders. Like I hear a rumble like you wouldn't believe, like the earth was moving. I look over and there are massive rocks, like bigger. I mean, just the size of cars are bigger falling from this cliff and rolling down this like crazy cr cliff he, splashing into the water and all of a sudden like i realize i'm experiencing an earthquake do you angered pele i don't know man but afterwards i looked inside pretty hard about it and i was like okay okay my bad it was a 5.8 wow on the richter scale or yeah. something or 5.5 and Hawaii hadn't even experienced an earthquake that large in a while, but they experienced them every day in that area. But maybe it was like, it was enough where it was like significant, right? right. Five, 10 minutes later, there are like military helicopters, like flying over the area. I didn't even know what was going on. I was like, what the heck, man? It was You're just looking for the guy that angered Pele. This I don't know. Yeah. I was like running for my life at that point. Yeah. Uh, you didn't bring any rocks home with you, did you? No, man. No. <laughs> 
I'd heard all about that. And I was like, after that yeah. experience, I was like, I'll, I'm just going to be respectful. I don't yeah. know. And yeah. Not knowing is enough. <laughs> you right. know, like, uh, you know, I'm not afraid. I, I'm not like afraid of mm, Pele or whatever it is. Like, uh, that's I'm not afraid the, of Pele. Yeah. It's not that. It's just more like I just think there has to be a certain amount of respect with these things. Where there you does. There them absolutely does. Yeah. There's you a know? there's an energy. There are paraphysical beings. I mean, I've run into this stuff with remote viewing before, where it's like sacred places and even things that are in the earth. Like sometimes, okay. So with treasures, for instance, we're going off on a sidetrack here. Let's do it. With treasures, buried treasure, lost treasure, something that someone's stolen. That's like a blood money sort of thing. There are ghosts that hang around it. But okay. When you get to mines, lost mines, you often have like nature spirits, like more powerful yeah. nature spirits. Yes who hang around these things, who Protecting do not them. want humans to be taking stuff out. And those things can mess with you even more than the ghosts associated with just regular treasures, like stuff people stole. So you have to be really careful. It's interesting, you know, the, the Hawaiian culture, it's so beautiful and it's so unique. Even the language is so relaxing to listen to. It's like something out of time. I, right. I don't know how to explain it, but there yeah. is something very special about it. And on the plus side, there's, I don't think there's any dogma in there. Really? I don't think so. I mean, I think that's a plus, but there's Bigfoot there reportedly. Aren't there? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, this is a whole like area field to look into like what's on the islands as far as cryptids go. Gosh, I hope there are no dogmen there. <laughs> Those things are creepy. All right. Well, um, next on the list here is, uh, from basically my hometown. And, um, now they're, you know, across the pond from the Bridgewater triangle is basically where I grew up, you know, the, the Warwick area. And if you go down that bay a little bit, you get to Newport, Rhode Island. You go South on that bay, Newport, Rhode Island, Jamestown is down there. There's a lot of strange phenomena reported in Newport. Newport is a very, very old place in this country. One of the older places that most of the elites have mansions in. One of these mansions is called the Belcourt Castle. And it is said to be one of the most haunted mansions in all of Rhode Island. Really? Like what kind of stuff happens there? Hey, moving objects, disembodied uh -huh. voices, spirit sightings, there's 60 rooms, 50,000 square feet, interior finishes completed by 300 artisans shipped in from around the world. Okay, now, here's where it gets a little bit creepier. It was owned originally by a guy named Oliver Belmont, who married a widowed Vanderbilt. Mm. And Vanderbilt yeah. has a mansion over there. Called the Van it's called the, um, the Breakers. It's the Vanderbilt Mansion. Now, the, the most haunted object of note in this area, in this place, that you can go visit, you guys, for yourself. It's kind of why we're bringing this up, if you ever go to Newport, Rhode Island. Um, there's two gothic chairs in the grand ballroom reportedly um, just give people a chill. They throw people across the room, allegedly. And the chairs are now roped off so no one can sit in them and get affected by the chairs. And this is that isn't even the weirdest thing. 
that is super strange, but I thought this was even weirder. There's a suit of armor that moans, screams, and moves. There it is, right there. And, uh huh. Yeah, uh, I don't really get a great feeling from that. That just looks creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. even stained glass just gives me a creepy feeling in general. I don't know why. Yeah. It's yeah. All those. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into the ghost thing. Ghost thing is just. Uh, yeah, you know, when people are like, oh, let's go uh, sleep overnight in this like haunted whatever. I'm like, why would I want any of that crap attaching to me? Like, yeah. I'm not opening <clears throat> myself up to that. Yeah, it's, I'm not interested in that. I mean, ghosts are just, you know, for the most part, they're deceased people. And that's not that exciting to me. It's not that like, exciting. You asked me to go hunt um, dog man. I'm into it, man. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going. I'm not opening myself up to the haunting stuff. Yeah, so uh, you know, this is also interesting that there's a, there's a monk that's often seen around Belcourt um, Mansion. So after the original owners, they they ended up buying a German wood sculpture of a monk, and the spirit of this monk, they see it. So this the statue somehow is connected to this spirit that is now prancing around the uh, the mansion. Uh, so. In case you guys are wondering, now this uh, mansion is owned by the founder of the company, Alex and Annie. So this is a popular bracelets and um, lifestyle brand. Newport is very weird. There are sightings of all kinds of things in Newport, Rhode Island. There have been, you know, I think in the 1910s, 1920s, lots of people doing seances in the area. You know, that whole, I didn't even know this, but the whole Rhode Island, Massachusetts, up in the Boston area, the spiritualists in the 1920s and the amount of seances that were in this area were astronomical. Really? Yeah. It <laughs> that was, was like their piece, huh? It yeah. was like the East Coast. It was like the hub of the United States for all of this stuff. Right. And I think it, potentially that could be because there was so much stuff also going on in, uh, in Britain. Right. With the spiritual, the spirit, spiritualist movement. Excuse me. Right. 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 Yeah. Fascinating topic that we could cover at some point. Um, hopefully we'll get into that because, you know, you start getting into Harry Houdini again. We brought him up in the past and also um, Sir Lovatsky. Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. And Lovatsky. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I think it's probably time that we get into um, these East Bay mystery walls again. Oh, I'm yeah, really those East Bay walls, know, right? Yeah, what did you, what are these things, man? They're very weird. They're spanning like miles and miles that would be so difficult to make these. Right. What the heck They're, is behind these things? Well, so when we remote viewed this stuff, I was like, I would go like hike. One, one day I hiked, I don't know, it was probably around 15 miles. Wow. Um, like just following these walls and trying to find anything interesting about them other than just them being stacked rocks um just following them and out there you know just sometimes there's cattle out there it's grazing land and stuff and our data on it um was that these walls were built to move a type of um telluric energy so so it had to do with with ley lines and moving energy through rocks that have a piezoelectric charge 
to certain locations where that energy would be used. So we're talking about a whoa, this a, is advanced stuff, man. This is advanced stuff, but but it's like um something again, it's like it's like those monuments that that you find in in Great Britain where like Stonehenge or something? Not so well like like yeah, like Stonehenge where where they remembered uh, a way to build these things to create energy, right? Where, from a previous uh, technological like civilization Age. or something. So it is a little bit like that. And, and I think in part, some of these things were built on top of older stuff um, in the East Bay in general, in the East Bay walls. But literally, okay, so they were to move Telerik energy because there, there were uh, energetic fields like ley lines in that area that they were following so when I was um, when I was going through that area, hiking through that area, I, f I had found this very, very large rock and this rock was carved. It was really old. It was it was absolutely carved. There were like these right angle cuts in it almost looked like part of it was machine cut, but a very, very long time ago. And it was like in these troughs, they were like these troughs that were cut and then angled downward on the edges. And, and that, so we, I, I'm, this is, that was an absolute find because this is not something normal. In fact, I had a, um, uh, anthropologist an, or archeologist look at it and wonder, whoa, what is this? What is this thing? Um, cause I took photographs of it. This is really interesting. Where did you find it? told the archaeologist where it was found and said, oh, no, no, go talk to the geologist. Basically saying that can't happen, that there can't be anything carved out there because there's no belief that, well, as far back as, you know, you go to the native people and that was what, 12 to whatever, 12,000 years ago, whatever. No, they weren't doing that kind of stuff. So that stuff can't exist out there. Right. Well, and that's what that's what a normal archaeologist would right. say. And that was the attitude. Like, no, right. go talk to a geologist because no, uh -uh, it's just natural. Then if you found it there, it's a natural thing if you found it there. All right. So, no, we remote viewed it. So we remote viewed it. It was artificially it was cut. It was cut. And what it was meant to do was that it was meant to sit at a, a terminal point on one of these um, stone walls collecting energy. And when rainwater hit it, it was to charge rainwater as it as like the 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 one the ones that were cut on the edge were to drain into some kind of trough and it was to charge rainwater. So it sat at the end of one of these rock wall lines that went for a very long time. And when it rained or they poured water on it, it would charge the water energetically or they would put seeds on it to charge seeds and charging seeds is actually one of those things that, that has always been done uh, at these types of locations. It's like when you get to Europe, you know, they would charge seeds there because the seeds would grow and there've been studies done by, uh, Oh, I can't remember the scientist's name. I think he died recently. He wrote a book all about it. I wish I could remember. I think the book's out of print though. It's very hard to get. He did experiments at some of these sites and found that seeds will grow exponentially larger and faster than seeds than a control group outside of these um after they've been charged in these areas so so that's like or orgone kind of energy right I yeah mean... it's like an orgone type of energy um 
chi type of energy. I call it I call it cheether. <laughs> cheether, right? You can call it cheether. <laughs> so it, it it was meant to just draw that, and so these these rock walls were like literally built from Morro Bay way that's like central California all the way up to northern California near the Oregon border. You even find them around Mount Shasta, <laughs> and they serve no known purpose because some like spiral up hills and that's okay. So hills usually have, especially old volcanoes. Um, they have a lot of energy in them. And so that was one of the things they did. They would, they would, they would wrap them around in order to collect the energy, this sort of ether type energy, cheether, um, to, to utilize it. And some of these, like you go investigate the East Bay walls, you'll find, uh, drill like perfectly perfectly round drill holes through some of them through a massive boulder perfectly round all the way through and that was like when we looked you know why was that you know what, what's that for and they would stick um uh like a uh like a wooden post through it and they and one person on each side and they would they would collect energy in themselves. They would hold on to it and collect energy into themselves. So there was like this whole, it would actually like launch them out of their body. There was this whole thing about launching them out of their body. I have no idea how that works, to be honest. This is what the data says. Sometimes data just says things and you have no idea, like how, how did it go there? Um, so but it's, it's just sounds like a very ancient civilization based on like their even the value how they value technology and how they use technology seem to be through growing growing right. things and right. it's so it's just a very different based on a very different mindset than our current technology well it was utilizing the earth energies understanding how they ran which which directions they ran in and then building on top of that in order to utilize those energies just like a pyramid would do um i mean that area, that whole area, there had been a lot of finds of giants, like with double dentition, right? Two rows of teeth. In fact, Catalina Island, just off of like southern central California coast. Two rows of teeth. Yeah, double dentition, right? Mm -hmm. um, there were, there was like a giant burial graveyard there. Giant burial graveyard on Catalina Island, from what I understand. And there had been many giants that were found along the California coast with that double dentition, two rows of teeth. So near, not somewhat near there, like near the East Bay, more up in the Northern California uh, zone, um, there's this area that I had been investigating where there are these um, standing stones, but they're they're embedded into the ground and they're in a line. And that's another mystery. It's like another spot where, um, where he just native native peoples didn't actually put that there because the native peoples have said these were here before us. I think they've even said that about the mystery walls. They're here before us, different culture. And um, so these these standing stones. I had been investigating that site, and what what I found was that when I when I investigated it further, there were these um, terraces that were like built out in a round circular fashion on a downward slope. And then they were lined with these big rocks to create these ceremonial areas. Um, and then I also had found um, rocks with solstice markers drilled into the top of them 
along with lines cut on the face of the rock so that you can line up the sun with the when the solstice happens. So not only that, there are these rubble piles. And in these rubble piles are very, they look like they're very old carved um, um, like deities. I swear, like you can go in, like so old, so weathered, so carved, just thrown into these rubble piles. And this area, when we were about viewed it, you find, okay, so first you find these mounds that are lined with rocks around them, very old. So when we had remote viewed this area, we had seen that there was involvement in creating this from a species who were much larger than humans. So they had used this area. And so what I think is the East Bay walls and a lot of these really mysterious sites along the California coast that I've found and these carvings have to do more with this like transitional culture of, of more giants and, that, and those beings um, uh, building these things and utilizing these things um, because, you know, the native peoples, they didn't do this. They were, those were there before. They got there, so they well, well, and what an undertaking this would be for a um, big undertaking. Yeah, for for I guess you could say a commonly normal sized human being. Right. This creating these walls, it's unthinkable, really. I mean, right, right. How long would that take? How much of the manpower it would take? If it, exactly, if we're talking about much larger humans doing that, right, it's not as big of a feat. I mean, you know, it's they're they're much. You know, the, these rocks could be carried much easier and, and moved much easier. Yeah. So I think this was I think this was uh, the transitional culture from 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 when we had a cataclysm. So about 12,000 years ago and there appears to be a huge cataclysm that happened pretty much earthwide, which That's happens the, every 12,000 years. Basically, what's that the flood? Are we talking about the flood here? Or We're talking about else? the flood. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was was probably something to do with some type of solar flash micronova type situation. Probably something to do with that. And I think this is something that probably happens around every 12,000 years um, uh, through this sort of galactic sheet thing. That so goes what on. you're saying is we're due for another one. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I don't know for sure. We've seen a lot. So we've seen a lot of that kind of weird stuff in our data. When we look at the past, mm -hmm. we see a lot of these sites like go, go, go Beckley Tepe and yeah. many others where they went underground. They knew something was coming. So they built underground to escape this thing that was coming 12,000 ish years ago. Right. Right. And, and when you get to um, current remote viewing on current times in our slight future, it seems like there is something like that uh, that happens on a regular basis. And mm -hmm. we could be, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I do think that it's related to some type of uh, burst from the sun caused by something moving through the universe, possibly the galactic sheet. I know some people are talking about this and some evidence through stars in our planet or in our uh, in our sort of closer system uh, appear to have been going through micronovas and it's like getting closer to our mm. the woods so it's kind of an interesting thing you know and i think that that our planet goes through these these changes changes like that mm. you know where civilizations rise up and fall rise up and fall because of these natural cataclysms that happen mm. yeah which you know makes total sense right and so i think that transitional culture you know when you get to the giants it's like you know we find 
when we were remote viewing the giants that were found in Mount Shasta by JC Brown, early 1900s. we actually did an episode on that. Yeah, we did. Um, those giants, you know, all our data was like those giants were trying to escape a, a cataclysm trying to get out. But I think they were the ones that did this stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, so yeah, the, these walls, they were, are they small? Are they large? Oh, some of them, you know, would go up to like my neck. So, yeah, you're talking about these things being very old as right. well. Very, very old stacked rocks that have fallen off. So when you go and explore them, there's a lot of rocks that have fallen off. These are heavy and rocks. They're very heavy rocks. Yeah. 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 And and so this is not, these, these were not for defense. These were not for keeping animals in. Of course, they were repurposed later on by farmers. They were not built for that. It doesn't matter how much, uh, how many rocks you have or how high it is. It only matters the movement of energy through them. So it doesn't matter how big they are because they were geared to move energy, right? And that's what they did. Um, in fact, you know, you could probably, this is something to actually test, stick a, uh, uh, maybe like a DC voltmeter or something mm. with 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 prods in between those rocks to see if they're carrying what happens right now. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But so no, they weren't. They were they were not like geared for anything uh, to keep anything out. They were literally to move energy through a <laughs> piezoelectric channel. Very interesting. Well, and we've got more going on in uh, in Oregon that we'll get into soon, um, and we'll kind of spark the conversation by talking about Spook Hill in Florida. Have you heard of it? Spook Hill. No, I haven't heard of that. All Spook Hill. That's what they call it. <laughs> so it's called a gravity hill. Oh, and the gravity hills. Yeah, it um, it presents visitors. But they even have a uh, seriously? Do they do yeah. they seriously have uh, that? On but there? this is this is what makes scientists not look into this stuff and make fun of it. Is right. that human beings, of course, are going to use it as a um tourist tourist trap? I guess you could say because. It brings it helps the economy in the area, right? So, so that's definitely course. going uphill. Look at right. that. Right. So well, here it is. So Gravity Hill presents visitors with the feeling of rolling uphill when they're going downhill, defying the laws of gravity. So some people say that it was created by an alligator's ghost or a chief. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's pretty funny. Um one legend explains that a Florida pirate, Captain Sarsaparilla, because why wouldn't you name yourself? Captain you know? Sarsaparilla. This, this is like little kids stories. That man. pirate <laughs> got made fun of more than any other pirate in the history of pirates <laughs> for naming himself Sarsaparilla. Oh, How no. could you even take him seriously? This is not right. I think, you know what? I personally think it's the alligator pushing cars, the ghost of an alligator pushing cars. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, um, Captain Sarsaparilla, back to him. So this legend explains that a Florida pirate, Captain Sarsaparilla, is buried at the hill and pushes cars away. Another legend claims that the spirit of a giant alligator inhabits the area. Okay, now, cars roll uphill here. But they still roll uphill. So no matter the silly names around it, like in the city. The cars are rolling uphill, right. right. And so horses actually labor when going downhill. Huh. That's strange. Now, so, so that is interesting because like when you get to the so-called 
fringe science around the gravity or the mystery spots, they also have this thing where <clears throat> it's 20% harder or something to push something towards the center of the, of the spot than it is to pull it away. Huh? Well, and, and also, I mean, when you start getting into <clears throat> the gravitational, you can't not talk about time because time gets affected as well. Right. And I mean, this all goes back to Einstein's theory of general relativity, which has everything to do with gravitational pull and time. So there are some scientists that have actually tracked the time being altered through the right. different anomaly, like the, the anomaly from the mass and the matter actually coming into this dimension. Right. Right. Quote unquote, right. Um, so yeah, very strange. Very strange. Now, I, I have not obviously been to Spook Hill, but that like seems like a place if I'm ever on the East Coast, I'm going to have to hit because I want to see my car roll up. Right, right. Hill, yeah. You know, and try to figure out whether or not it is really rolling up a hill or if it's just like some right. strange. And then bring a level with you, bring a compass right. with you. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, here's the sign from Spook Hill. Um, it's pretty funny, actually. So here's the legend. It says, ages ago, an Indian town on Lake Wales Lake on Lake Wales Lake really was plagued with raids by a huge gator. Okay. So the town's great warrior chief and the gator were killed in a final battle that created the huge swampy depression nearby. The chief was buried on its North side later uh, pioneer haulers coming from the old army trail atop the ridge above found their horses laboring here at the foot of the ridge and called it Spook Hill. Is it the gator seeking revenge or the chief protecting his land? Stop the car on the white line, place in neutral and let it roll back. Weird. And it'll go uphill. That's pretty cool. It's like, it's, it's just a whole event. I would definitely go there if I was close by. I know, right? Just check it out. We could, you could explore it. You could yeah. do your own research. I never listen to anyone doing their own research anyway. Right. You know? I know. <laughs> Very strange. And and that doesn't really stop here, right? Because there are more, there's a lot of gravitational anomalies in the US. And, and the next one that we really should talk about is one of the most known gravitational anomalies, which is the Oregon vortex. But this leads us into the mystery spots, right? Yeah. I mean, this so is like, this totally. Is where this goes. It does. And, and it's similar things, right? Like where, okay, so the Oregon, the Oregon vortex back to Oregon again, lots of weird stuff happening over there. Um, so this, this basically it's very similar to the mystery spot in a way, because like both the mystery spot in Santa Cruz, California and the Oregon right. vortex, they built these wonky houses right. in the area where the energy was the strongest that like the house looks like it's moving in a different direction. And it's, it's basically, right. you know, just to kind of, Create That's more the of problem an with those sites, though, is that <clears throat> they do turn it into a circus sideshow sort of thing, where it's like they 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 just want to create that intense optical illusion instead of dealing scientifically with actually what's there, which bu bugs me. It, it bugs, bugs me, me too. But you can see, like, <laughs> okay, so this could just be human beings trying to make money off of it. Understood, right? The other part of it, though, is. The, the weirder you look, you make this house and you do this, like the, the less people like are going to take it seriously. Right. And, and right. if there is a scientific anomaly here, which I believe there is, you know, 
you're you're going to have people less likely it's it's more of this like urban legend thing than it is something to take seriously right right, right. so this this house of mystery thing was built in 1904 and oh wait no this is so this yeah this house of mystery this is different this see this house in the background this house was built in 1904 and it actually slid off of its foundation on an angle i believe because of the phenomena and it's been that way ever since. In 1930, it was dubbed the House of Mystery, right? So people can walk to different spots and seem to grow or shrink in height. That's a really bizarre effect. Right. Measuring well, instruments. Always, yeah, go ahead. Well, so the, the other thing that happens with these spots, too, is that the trees twist as they grow when they normally just yes grow straight. this is like a, not a normal thing for trees to twist as they grow and they they either go away from or towards what's considered the center point of it and i think the center point of these places is where that you have the the difference in height the difference in size because right. that's around the center of the the so-called vortex right sure <clears throat> right so it's it's actually well, really interesting because i mean i've been in the woods uh, in various locations, nothing around, no like houses or anything, just forested areas. And I found areas where you do have the twisted trees, like a grouping of twisted trees that are spiraling up in just weird little areas. Mm. And, and there is a different kind of energy in those areas. So I think this is, this is something that happens. This is something that happens in general. Um, um, like the earth communicating with you. Well, I mean, I mean, it, what, but what is it like, what is it, what's going on here? Like gravitational anomalies is what they call it, right? You can look at gravitational anomaly maps, but they don't really, I don't know. They don't really explain anything as far as these sites go. Cause I was looking at gravitational anomaly maps. I didn't find anything uh, that would point to anything like that. Anomalies happening in these sites, albeit, you know, these aren't like local up close maps because I don't think they give you those kinds of things. I don't think they're available online, but um, in all of these that we've remote viewed on the mystery spots, the locations where people have set up, you know, whether it's in Michigan, whether it's uh, Oregon, Santa Cruz, whatever, we get the same thing. We get the same thing, namely that there is something underground that's causing mm. this. There is literally something underground always where this there's this thing that is like hollow and it's a it's it's a dense material shell that is near, like pyramidal in in shape in structure. Back to the pyramids. Back to the but it's underground. Right. Like, this is I mean, no, I'm just reporting on the data. That's it. So these things are underground in those locations and it's like the the tip point of that pyramid like object that is hollow like there's no debris there's no rocks in it is is shooting energy upward and so that's like this spiral creating this vortex and that's causing the trees to move in that direction it's causing the distortions in people's perceptual fields, not only like like literal distortions in reality, but your perception gets distorted as well. Like it works across the board on just distorting everything. Um, so 
these things that are under the ground, this is literally like, like we just started looking into these things. So I don't have a whole ton of data on this right now, right? but this is something that's going to be ongoing because, because I want to go to these sites Same. to understand them deeper because there's something actually very strange happening. So it, it makes me wonder too, you know, this, the, the vortex type sites that I've found outside of, you know, these types of places. I wonder if it's the same thing. I've never tasked on it, never remote viewed it before. But this thing underground almost seems like it was energetically created. Like we're talking about possibly some type of energy that created this thing underground that's causing it, as opposed to somebody put something underground, right? And, and the energy that created it seems to be something that humans didn't do. But really, yeah, but some other life form, perhaps. And I mean, we're, I mean, this is very strange. Like the photos we're looking at here are not now. I get that the house is built differently. Yeah. Right. But like, look at that woman standing on like scroll up that woman standing on that ramp. Now she's leaning in with barely any effort. Right. And then everyone else is on a normal level ground. Obviously, even if the house is tilted, her not like completely toppling over onto this guy. She's an old woman. Her core is not that strong. So that is a strange photo of of what's going on there. Well, if you there's this one YouTube video from the Die Hold Foundation, you sent it to me. Yes. Right. So th this is, I believe, his name is. Is it Douglas Vaught? Was the was the gentleman I that did the experiments? I can't remember his name. I can't remember. It says, but I filmed, thought it was interesting. Filmed July 2018. Copyright Douglas Vaught, and I I don't know if his name. I can't remember his name, um, but very interesting video. Maybe Lindsay can pull that up for us. Well, there's one part in the video where where he put two posts up next to each other that were perfectly aligned on the bottom with one foot, two foot, three foot, four foot. And, and literally there was a distortion on one of the posts to cause it to be higher than the other one. Right now, of course, like this is a video. This is somebody who did something. You have no idea like what they did do or didn't do as far as like, are they fair. on the up and up? To, right? to be fair, right? Yeah, to be fair. So I I don't know, but I I would love to run that kind of an experiment there where you bring in two poles that are perfect, perfectly aligned, one foot, two foot, three foot, separate them just as he did to see how much of it, because really that's what it comes down to. It's not about the buildings. And I think he even said in the video, he should just get rid of the buildings because there's a true anomaly here. Yeah. He, he Okay. So this is the biggest part about this video that, that really struck me is um, Douglas went out of his way to research both the Oregon vortex and the mystery spot in Santa Cruz, California. These are the, these are the two anomalies that we're talking about here and his biggest annoyance in the situation was that there are plenty of scientists from Stanford University and Berkeley that just refuse to go there and research this. And he's like, stop paying attention to the house. Stop looking at the house that they built that's on an angle and makes it look ridiculous. There's an actual strange phenomena going on here that's worth talking about. And the only reason they're not looking into it is because it wasn't paid 
and bought for by any of the scientific foundations to get them over there to look into it. He's like, but aren't you curious? Aren't you curious about what's going on here? Isn't that why you became a scientist? He was like, really kind of like, what's going on? Like, can you just look into this? Why am I having to do this? And he did all kinds of experiments with different, um, you know, different instruments to test what was going on in his take home was that there is something underground that's causing the anomaly. Exactly. Which is exactly what John just said. It's just what we got. In fact, I was digging into what he thinks it is, and he thinks it's quite possibly a pyramid-type shape as well. And that's what our data has suggested, which is very interesting. You know, I was actually looking at some of the comments under this video, too, and uh, he had commented on, on something that somebody had stated about ancient peoples finding these types of locations to survive cataclysms in because it it changes time speeds up time perhaps and and he sort of you know confirmed that as far as his thinking goes time was one of the one of the weirdest parts about that video if you watch that it was video weird too. yeah yeah because he was his whole theory revolved around okay if if gravity is changing time is also being affected by a certain percentage and and he was able to he was able to detect that with his instruments right and to put the information out there and um yeah i mean why is this stuff not being paid attention to or looked at this is so frustrating like couldn't we learn from that i mean here it is again we're back to this this conversation that seems to be a thread through most of our right our shows here which is like the pyramids were not just a shape that was put there for no reason. The fact that they exist all over the earth, America, everywhere, the Americas rather. I mean, <clears throat> it's really, it's really a, it, it's a thing. I mean, you know what I was thinking when all of this was going down and he was talking about that is it, that it wasn't natural, that this was something left over from an ancient civilization, sort of like the, the wall that we were looking at, the Berkeley right. walls that we were looking at, and that it just so happened to get covered over a period of time. Exactly. By Earth or whatever. It could have been a cataclysm that, you know, the Earth kind of formed over some pyramidal shape that somehow sustained its shape. And now you've got an anomaly there that everybody's having a hard time explaining. Exactly. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But this is the first of the investigation here. I'm going to dig deeper into it because. But, John, if know, a are- pyramid can change gravity or gravity. Maybe gravity doesn't even exist the way that we think it does to be fair, because it is a theory. But if, if the shapes of things are changing actual physical nature, I think it has something to do. Not, I think it has two parts. I think it's the shape and the material of the shape. There's something about the material of the shape. What it's made out of. Yeah. What it's made out of. So you're saying that eventually there's a It's not like stone or something, right? It's Mm -hmm. something that's like very hard, very thin, crisp and lightweight. Like a metallic, a metal of some sort. It feels very exotic, very exotic, very metallic feel. So this does not sound lightweight human either. And it doesn't sound sound natural either. It Mm -hmm. sounds like. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it has a natural feel to it. Like, like there is a natural component to it, but, but it's not totally natural at the same time. But okay. But ge- yeah. a, ge- a perfect geometric pyramid, if it is that, that's not happening unless there is some intelligent. Well, you know, yeah. Have you heard of the, right? No, there, there's intelligence behind it. There's, it's not natural. 
it's not naturally there to begin with. Right. It could have been somehow um, energetically created underground or something like that. When you get to Alaska, there's all these stories about the Black Pyramid, the Dark Pyramid underground, um, uh, just somewhere around How Mount How many Hay. new episodes are you going to introduce here, John? <laughs> A Black yeah. Pyramid? I've never even heard of this thing. Yeah, the Dark Pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, man, that fascinating stuff and um these gravitational anomalies exist all over the planet and right. i plan on exploring all of them with you yep. um, at some point i mean we've got to not just talk about that this stuff on the show we're going to try to go out there you guys and see a lot of this stuff john and i are already talking about some trips that we'd like to make along the west coast and along the east coast that should give us more data on what some of these things are and we can look into it I mean, basically, like no one else can. Um, so, and they can you know, support us in that too. Yeah, yeah. At, at a certain point, we're working on a new website. We're um, we're working really hard to get out there. If you do want to support our work, how you can support us right now is by um, subscribing to Rise.tv. You can go there and check out Rise.tv. There's over 500 videos of all kinds of awesome stuff that you guys would love exploring. Um, John and I are, are on there too. We're going to be doing some exclusive stuff and, um, yeah. And we plan on getting out there and, and really researching a lot more of this stuff with you guys. Gosh, uh, love this show. This was a great episode. It was really fun, John. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, we've got, we're going to actually keep going pretty hard on some of these mystery spots. Um, you'll be seeing these shows sporadically, you know, sprinkled throughout all the different stuff that we're talking about. Uh, it's really good to kind of zoom out and talk about some of these things just because, I mean, there's just so many things out there that, that people aren't actually talking about enough. We, right. sh you know, and, and it, it is, it's true. It's like, they've become these strange tourist traps that, you know, people just kind of like brush off when maybe there is actually something a little bit deeper if we dig. Well, you guys, um, hope you enjoyed this episode and, um, definitely leave a comment below. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're thinking about even more importantly, and what it is that you'd like us to research because we're always looking for, for new stuff. And it is really in those local stories, uh, in all of these different areas that you find all of the great stuff. So, um, hope you guys thought that this episode was as out of this world as we did. John, thanks so much for joining us. Yep. Awesome All right, you guys, times. until next time.